The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to Edinburgh Football Podcast. From the Premiership to the Lone League, we've got it covered. It's a new year, Callum. Happy New Year to yeah, you and all the listeners. Um, God, it's fear flowing in. What, 18 months or so of the podcast already? Aye, aye. It's definitely, definitely been... Aye, you didn't expect it to go that quickly, but here we are. Still going. Is this like episode 7 now, is it, no? <laughs> so uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, were you, what were you doing at 20 past 8 last night? Uh, 20 past 8 last... I think it was driving. Just driving, mate. Driving, why? Well, 20 seconds past 20 past 8 last night, Calm. It would have been 20, 20, 20, 20, 2020. Anyway, the agenda, for t- <laughs> on the, the, agenda for t- <laughs> the agenda for tonight's show, Calm, um, for our listeners, we'll start, we'll review a while ago now, but we'll review the, the, the Edinburgh Derby over at Boxing Day. We'll then speak about Hearts and Aberdeen, Livingston against Hibs. A little chat about the transfer, upcoming transfer window. For the two uh, big Edinburgh sides, we'll then go into Edinburgh City, and then we'll recap the Lone League Player of the Month for December, our podcast puzzler, and our predictions. There's, there's a lot, lot, to, get lot to get through. So carry, carry, have you wasted time? Correct, Cal. Um So I. So the Edinburgh Derby, Calm. It was. Well, yeah. The trend continues. Something that What's we that, six games now. Something we spoke about. Away teams uh, winning. Well, uh, not just is. I think it's what, six six games now, since the home side has won in Edinburgh Derby. Incredible, and it's um, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the good old days. It's just you know you had the Hibs won at Easter Road, Hearts won at Tynecastle. That was that was that was your thing, and then there was a couple of years where Hearts won everywhere. Um, <laughs> but no, I think it's it's definitely surprising. I mean, before like, the last podcast, what I said was if. Hibs can because uh, I think Hearts will come flying out the traps and they'll look to be the better side and if um, if Hibs can nick in a, a goal in the first sort of 20-30 tw- uh, minutes then they'll certainly be doing well and I think they'll go on and win the game um, well they got two and you know barely broke sweat after that yeah I think that early goal was absolutely vital and yeah just shell shot us it, it it killed any uh, sort of atmosphere in the stand yeah. or anything like that. And it was just that sort of because I mean I think in the second half I think Hearts were good for two thirds of the pitch. Mm. You know I thought they were sort, of, but then as soon as they got anywhere near um, the eighteen yard box, very very poor. Mm. Um, I think at the, at the same token, it's one of them. It's like Hibs knew they had the two the two goal lead yeah. they knew they didn't have to come out don't do anything stupid don't get caught with five players ahead of the ball and leave yourself uh, susceptible to a counter attack great word well yeah done. thank you uh, what word did they talk <laughs> I think a game plan Hibs had done their job with mm-hmm. that regard yeah. and I think uh, a, a monumental performance from Dana McGregor at the second half yeah I mean I think what is very very uh, prevalent is you've got Ryan Poachish who's a diehard Hibs fan you've got Dan McGregor who's a diehard Hibs fan and you watch the two of them uh, go through games and Darren McGregor does his celebrating at the end of the game mm-hmm. he doesn't get caught up in the emotion he doesn't do anything stupid 
he will play his 90 minutes. If the team wins, he'll celebrate. He won't get dragged into any sort of off-the-ball scuffles. He won't get dragged into some sort of vendetta. And he'll just, he won't put in rash tackles. He's just going to get on and do his job. Yeah. And it's exactly what Hibs have been missing. An absolute rock to come in, uh, go tinker, and just put in that sort of performance. Mm. Um, I think, I've said this before, but... Dana McGregor is possibly the only centre-half who has never been found out against Tucci. I think if you look at so many centre-halves in the league, they have been battered, they've been bullied, but Dana McGregor is the only one that stands up and defends against them. I even think well. that goal that he did score, I think, in the... Yeah, maybe, Paul was, Hamlin got involved. Paul Hamlin came Paul out Hamlin got involved. Yeah. You know, he's just like, don't do that. Dana McGregor knows what he's doing. And then Poche struggled with Tucci... Uh, in the derby in September so mm. it's that sort of yeah, yeah. Darren McGregor knows what he's doing monumental at the back correct yeah so Hibbs game plan was good got their two goals exploited obviously um, Martin Boyle's pace that was, was a good bit of game plan I thought from Jack Ross yeah. second half organised it wasn't great to watch from Hibbs in the second half no but no. They, they'd done the job uh, from a harsh point of view Callum what could have they have taken from from the I think, game I think the thing is you look at that second half performance you've, there were shoots of recovery I think you oh, know. Another day they could have maybe scored. You know, let's let's not beat around the bush here and say you know the second half performance was magnificent. No, it, but there was definitely signs there to say. Well, you know, uh, I think the big one for me was Sean Clare, much maligned for the majority of his time at Tynecastle, but I think he's bought into Stendhal's vision. He's more than happy to be playing anywhere, uh, which is always a sign. You know, he's. Is he going to turn in uh, to the Hearts version of Lewis Stevenson? I'll play anywhere if I get a game. <laughs> and I think that in that second half, he really showed his quality. And he took that, I mean, we'll go on and speak about it, he took that performance into the Aberdeen game where, yeah. you know, I think um, just that little bit of effort that Hearts fans hadn't seen from Sean Clare. Yeah. And he's, he's putting that in. So, you know, realistically... Fans of Hibs and Hearts know that they're not always going to get the, you know, the best best players. But the minimum requirement yeah. is that you put that hundred percent in, yeah. and you do, you know, you, you put yourself about a bit. Yeah. And I think that Sean Clare is certainly someone who's doing that at the moment. Yeah, he's he's showing that he cares, mm-hmm. and that's uh, he doesn't want Hearts to be in the in the situation that they're in. Um, yeah, I think I think I agree with that, Calm. I think. Hearts were decent for in in the final, you know that middle middle to front. Well, I'm sorry, middle to eighteen yard box. Mm-hmm. I think I mean the chance that Uchi has. Actually, looking back, I think McGregor t- takes a nick off McGregor's yeah, calf McGregor gets, and deflects McGregor wide. And yeah. Machino has a shot that he, that he screws sort of screws wide, He's, and then nah, the half, uh, Henderson had a good chance. It was a good block again, and a, a, a decent recovery save. So no, no, that was Marciano yeah, playing at up his to best the cameras, didn't he? Uh, that was absolute nonsense. I think that's heading wide, but he's uh, like, oh, pam this away. Was, uh, too little, so probably too late, and I think Hibs were. Hibs were comfortable. comfortable. I think, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's reminiscent of a classic old fun performance at Easter Road or Tynecastle. You know, you see them come through, they get the goal, and they like get a goal, get another one, and they just sit, and yeah. they know that yeah. they can they can just play out the game, and I think that. That's almost you know what what Hibbs did um, because I mean the first goal is literally just Scott Allen puts a ball into the area. And the second one Scott Allen is just harrying 
Demure, um, Martin Boyle, good finishes both times. Yeah, he was, he was a difference in the day. Yeah, and sometimes that's all you need. Um, yeah. You know, I would question the defending. I think yeah, you'll go on to speak about a certain someone who is yeah. probably not going to be playing for the Hearts much longer. But um, you know, Pereira as well in the sticks. You know, come on, Papa Dom Hans, you've got to do better than that. This <laughs> positioning's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you look at the goals, you know, Boyle's not rifled that. It's that's, the first goal, isn't it? It's in the middle of the goals. Like when when you were like fourteen year old and you'd be like at boys' club training and that, and like getting a circle, and it was like head, chest, volley, whatever. You know that if you said volley, that's the sort of mm. pace that you hit that back with. So that's an interesting point actually, because you know I guarantee you that before the game you would have caught about 30, 40 volleys. The very first thing you do in the warm-up is the goalie gets volleys at the hands. Mm-hmm. That would have been probably softer than any of the volleys, isn't it? But yeah, his position I mean, wasn't quite right and it wasn't yeah. the most powerful. But hey-ho, uh, Hibs, Hibs took their chance when they came along. Hearts didn't and, and Hibs uh, put a resolute sort of defensive yeah, in the second half. So, we know, the games over the, the weekend, only a couple of couple of hours later, I suppose, a day, should I say, on that Sunday, Calm, um, Hearts played Aberdeen. Yes. And better. They were a lot more, uh, a lot more at it. Yeah, I think I don't know whether it's uh, Aberdeen and Tynecastle, but just they are absolutely awful. Sorry, I needed to just get this um, one bit. I mean, we like to have a go at Scott McKenna on this podcast, and you know, uh, friends there, Derek just saying that you wouldn't get a game for Bathgate Thistle. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't they get a game for the railway pub in Bathgate either? But, um, I can't. I can't say what else he says there because it's a family podcast. Uh, but it's it's one of those where you you just ah uh, hearts hearts to me that that game you knew there was going to be a reaction that had to be uh, you know Stendhal made a few changes big calls and you know they're sitting pretty they're looking better. And then it all comes down to Sean Clare. Yeah. And the the red card. Now, yeah. yeah. I've spoken a few Hearts fans about this, and the ridiculous thing is, if he goes in with his feet, he's only on a yellow mm. because he's made an attempt to play the ball. Mm. Um, Craig Halkett is absolutely daydreaming because he lets Gallagher go. It's Craig- not necessarily calm. Is that not in the box? You can't get double jeopardy. No, I think it's just. I think it's just. I'm not sure. You, you think I it's thought just, it was all it double, just penalties? I thought it was just, just double, double jeopardy. Mm, I but you've seen it. I've seen it. Like if they make an attempt, you. But for me, look. Why is he not going to be his feet anyway? Well, I completely. I completely. <laughs> You're a footballer. Kick no. the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand. He's pulled him back, <clears throat> but. I don't want to have a go at him because I think he's he's getting better, Sean Clare. He's trying to do the right thing, isn't he? He's thinking. I mean, I taking t- one for the team yeah. is, and the the example I always think of is Michael Ballack, two thousand two World Cup semi final, South Korea, pulls the boy back, gets a yellow, knows that he's going to miss the final, but he's like Germany win the game one 0 mm. so it's that sort of. If that happens, then you've done the right thing. You've taken one for the team. Taking one for the team, getting sent off. I mean, regardless of what happened with the free kick, but Hearts were all over Aberdeen, eleven against eleven. Yeah. 
they were still the better team. How long was it? Ten against Liverpool. Again? 20, 20 minutes. See, I, I, I'm always an advocate for. You know what? He's still got to keep it a beat. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Just the, boy, the boy Gallagher is still young. He's not really done that much. I mean, yeah, I think he scored the other week, but you know, it's not like Messi's running through. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, take uh, a chat. You know like, like you say, Cal, he's still got to beat the goalie. But like you say, if he scores, he scores. Yeah, still but living, living, still living, 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 living the part. And Hearts, I think, would have gone on to win the game. So for me, as much as yes, um, Hearts fans were appreciative of his effort, um, and he got the crowd going and. Who's like you got a standing ovation there? For for me, um, taking one for the team results in you know you not getting sent off, and for me that's um, <sighs> see if you see if it's one one for example, and he's charging through, and that's gonna I can maybe but the fact I could see that yeah yeah last kick of the last yep. minute. Because I mean, we look earlier this season. Twenty odd minutes to go, Cal. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I think Hearts would have been far better. Is that him? To keep in, is that uh, him? The head of a a more offensive player. Perhaps. Perhaps. You perhaps, know. But because I agree with you, Cal. You know what? Regardless if it goes in or not, if it goes in, fine. The free. Because I mean, the thing is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, fan, it's a fantastic free kick from Niall again. And, and um, at that point, Aberdeen but, might go. You know what? We've played poorly. We'll just take a point. Yeah, a hundred. Well, let's be honest. They a hundred percent would have. They get they absolutely yeah. shocking goals, and then they just sit back and go to eight at the back, and they're more than happy to just defend it because they're and a then Hearts, Then Hearts have all the ball, and then who knows what exactly. happens? Exactly. Like Hearts could easily have gone up pat and got the winner. So for me, yeah. like I can understand why he's done it. Hindsight, I'm, I'm not eh? I'm not wanting to have too much of a go at him, no. but taking one for the team for me is getting a yellow, not getting a red. Yeah, and then and, and, and it ends up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, how important it's, it's cost hearts, you know, yeah. because the results that we can. I mean, like always remember, you know, how important will those t- maybe two points be at the end of the season? At the end of the season, it's, could be massive. Could be. I, I, I'm still of the opinion. I still think hearts will be fine, but uh, yeah, I'm still of that opinion. But until until it happens, how important could those two points have been? You know, you, you, you've. You know, we've got to sit here and be objective and mm. look at look at the fact that if they'd taken those three points, they are in a far better position. Yeah, agreed. Um, well, it would have been a better position to get all three points with 11 men on the park Aye. rather than the, 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 the just went men. over that. I know. Uh, so much to get on the with. Most, on the you. most Hibs thing oh, to go to Hearts. To absolutely, go to Hearts, absolutely. To go to Hearts, to win 2-0, to be defensively resolute. It was a banker that Levy were going to do. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's why, um, you know, when I did my predictions, I had it that Hearts were in the derby and Hibs would bounce back against Livingston. Because, like, they would have. And in my head, Hearts were in the derby, they're going to lose to Aberdeen. So, but, yeah, I think the, you know, blind guy could have picked that one. It's, ah. It's not good. And no, it just, it's, 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 it's really not good because it just cancels out. For, it cancels out the Hearts win. For all the performances in December that Hibs played well, you've got, you know, a couple of shocking defeats in there. Hmm. You know, Livy away, Ross County away. Yeah. Um, the the two games against the Old Firm where Hibs didn't lay a glove. Pitiful. You know, whereas, you know, the two wins, you've got Hibs beating Aberdeen and then winning at Tynecastle so you're like mm. 
make up your mind mm. with this team. Mm. You know, stop. Um, so it's it's disappointing that Hibs have gone through and just absolutely chucked it. Um, there's points what, that Hibs can't afford to be yeah, dropping. What, what do you put that... Do you just put that down to... Was that complacency? Was that... We beat Hearts, therefore we've got an outright... You know, right I, to I, go I, through Livingston? Underestimating Livingston? I don't know. I mean, I think... Well, Livingston are constantly underestimated, even though, uh, you know, everyone talks about the spaghetti had and everyone knows how bad the pitch is and everything. Mm. But I think the thing is, uh, Jack Roscoe's team spot on against... Hearts, but you need you know you're gonna have more of the ball against Livingston, mm. so you need guys that can move the ball better, you know. And games against like Livingston is where Stevie Mallon is actually yeah a preferred did option. really well through there for Heckenbottom exactly. last year, didn't he? You know the, a great goal that he scored. Yeah. So I mean, like through there, Stevie Mallon is actually a good option to Different have. Game. Whereas mm. you know because Livy aren't brilliant on the ball, they're not gonna do X, Y, and Z. The well, the second goal. You know, it was the second goal. Balls into the bot. I mean, yeah. the first goal was just an absolute scramble. So yeah, and that's a hundred percent what you're getting with. And the second goal is just one ball in the box, yeah. and the big boy gets up and headers it in. That's it. So a free kick for you, Oh McGregor. Seen them giving, eh? Seen them giving. But, hands in the back. But for me, no, no complaints. I don't think Hibs deserved anything out of the game. No. So if if it's if it's going to be like that, then you know you're sort of mm, slightly contentious decision then. If, if you don't deserve anything out of the game anyway then yeah. it's better to have them when you're already getting gupped yeah it's a disappointing really disappointing and, yeah, and very actually poor, very I mean, you've got to we spoke about that a lot of teams this season is this ha- that has to be the result that really kick starts and yeah. then to, to, to have that result on Boxing Day and then to finish the this first block of the season there before the winter break to have a defeat there it's a, it sticks bit, in the throat yeah eh? absolutely Absolutely, Cal. Um, the transfer window is open. Um, Hearts, at the moment, look to be making business. It's leaving the, the exit door. Yes. And that doesn't really surprise me. I think Stendhal, for me, Stendhal mm-hmm. looks like a, a manager that wants energy. If he's, He strikes me someone on the sideline that's energetic. Mm-hmm. He's sort of, you know... Uh, he's kicking every ball. Yeah, he's kicking every doll, every, every ball, doll. every every ball. He's a. If this was the fifties, that'd yeah, be a hit. He's crack. a he's a diluted Jurgen Klopp. Klopp. That's yeah. what I said that a couple of weeks ago. Eh? <laughs> uh, um, so I think he wants energy. He wants that high press. So I'm not surprised. We've seen a lot of recalls from mm-hmm. loans of young players Youth. that are going to have energy, uh, and then exiting Glenn Whelan, who hasn't it hasn't really happened for him at heart. It's, it's a weird one, you and know. Disappointingly. Be- see, the, 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 the thing about Berra for me is um, injury. Like, is his performances have been poor yeah. right? There's, you, you, can't, you can't hide away from that fact you can't, you can't not sit here and be like mm. but for a guy who over two spells of the club uh, X amount of appearances I think you're know, forcing him to train with the reserves um, I don't know I and see, like, I did feel a lot of sympathy for him, but then I, like, I'd read his interview, but I actually saw the footage of it, and I thought I couldn't shake when John Collins dropped Mikey Stewart for like Lewis Stevenson and like Kevin McCann. He just wanted like, and he dropped Mikey Stewart, and I remember being at Dunfermline away, and Mikey Stewart was outside in his tracksuit, holding court with a couple of Hibs fans, like, basically just bitching about um, the manager and everything, and like, I mean. 
there's no doubt in my mind that Mikey Stewart was behind what went on mm. with uh, Collins leaving and the players showing up at Petrie's house. Mm. But, like, Christoph Berra in his interview comes across very, like, this guy doesn't have a clue what he's talking about and there's no way that I should be the mm. one that's uh, I, on the chopping I, board. I think, if it was me, yeah, that's what managers are about. You've got to live and, buy, live and die by the sword. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to live and die by the sword in football. You've got to make these decisions. But I think for me, is any harm in keeping them in, in the club, keeping them there, mm-hmm. and using them if absolutely required? And I mm-hmm. think if that was the case, if that conversation had happened, it was more, look, Christoph, I'm looking to go out. But I'm it, looking to take the club a different way. You know, you've been a great captain. I want you here as that voice. Can you support me yeah. in this decision till the end of the season? And it, that kind of conversation. But then what he's saying... Um, you know, I'm not a bad egg in the dressing room. Makes you think. Well, why would you say that though? <laughs> why would why would you volunteer that information mm. if there wasn't something behind it? And you could right. see the video when Stendhal first was introduced to the players, and he goes past about eight or nine of them, and Berra's one of them, and they all sit down, right? And Michael Smith stands up, shakes his hand, and then everyone else stands up and shakes his hand. So I mean, maybe there's a clash of personalities. Maybe it's just not. It's not working, but I mean, you have, at this moment I have to have faith in the manager, because he's he's the one that's good. He's he's the one that's uh, going to get the flack if he doesn't. I think doesn't the fans have got faith in him, Cal. Yeah, it no, seems 100%. that way. Seems and that way. I think if you're watching Berra for so long, just aimlessly hoof the ball out of the park for ninety minutes every Saturday, then yeah, I can understand why you'd want him out. I think the way it's been handled is perhaps poor, but. You've you've got to trust that Stendhal knows what he's doing. Um, he'll obviously have guys that he's looking at, um, and yeah, it's a sad end for Berra's Berra's Hearts career. But does he have to leave? No, he doesn't have to leave. It's just, but if he wants to play football, he'll yeah. he'll have to leave. Um, Hibs very quiet on that front. I think there's no doubt. It's exactly. not. It's not quiet at all. If you used to play for Hibs, you're linked with a return. <laughs> you know, the only one I'm surprised I've not seen yet is Jason Cummings. It's 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 honestly, and I saw a tweet like, if your sole ambition as a Hibs fan is to just have guys that played for the club back, um, f- a couple of years ago, Hibs are never going to kick on. No, you're right. No, like cast the net a little bit wider to guys that used to play for Hibs. You know, look at look at guys that are out there and see see who you can get in. Mm. You know, like look at Heckenbottom, like Melkor Halberg. Where did he come from? And he's first name in the team sheet every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's no doubt, Calm uh, that links in well with when you mentioned Halberg there, Calmers. There's no doubt that Hebs need a defensive midfielder, a, a midfielder that is a stopper. Yeah, I'm like, not talking. I don't know, like a Glenn Whelan. Yeah, but. but <laughs> <laughs> I think it still needs somebody with a little bit more, a little bit more legs. No, no, but it, it get, needs, it needs somebody that can just keep the ball. I'm not always saying pass it sideways, but can find a pass. But as a stopper, in there just to free up the likes of Slivka, Halberg, mm-hmm. Malins, and it's no doubt that you know, when when Alan was playing his best football, he had players around him that he needs that, players to do the donkey work. And yeah. as much as Scott Allen has improved in terms of his work rate. He's never going to be the person that runs for 90 minutes. He no. needs players that will do the legwork for him and then he will take his moment to you know, play the right pass. And, you know. So, sorry, to go back to, 
to Hearts camp because I meant to mention it. Uh, youth, it seems like he's bringing back all his youth. Something mm-hmm. that I've been, I've been saying, and I think oh, if Hearts were to go that way, get yourself. <laughs> but it brings legs, it brings no, energy, no, it brings right, passion. But, aye, but you've been saying that when it was Craig Levine, etc. Couldn't they pick his nose? Yeah. Right? Hibs, so, I mean, yeah. Stendhal is a completely different entity. Uh, so, Hibs, you're thinking if Hibs were just, just to get one, one player, a defensive midfielder, it has uh, to be. No, I think, I mean, Hibs, Hibs probably need one or two. Um, just just Left to show. Left back's still a concern for me. It's been a concern for about no, 10 but, years. <laughs> no, uh, but, no, if Stevenson gets injured, Calm, there's there's not a lot there, is there? But, I mean, you've still got guys like Tom James. So, you know, Jackson, Newell's coming back. You know, Hips do have a decent sized squad. So, um, I'm not saying that a lot Can of you see bodies. Trim in the squad. Mm, I mean, I'd like to see a few go, but do you think it'd be like a one in, one out? Perhaps. I mean, I'd be surprised if Vela sticks about. Mm. You know, okay. maybe Ollie Shaw on loan somewhere, like a like a Dundee maybe. Or, I think that's sensible, Cam. Yeah, um, sensible. especially if Gullen's coming back. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Right, moving on to Edinburgh City then, Calm, And it's been a really, really good festive period for the club. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we say this almost every week. City are, you know, they're doing bits. Yeah, I think it was the... Uh, just after Christmas here, Calm they faced Cowdenbeath, a team that were sitting behind them in the third. Okay, there's a bit of a points gap there. I mean, if Cowdenbeath had won, having already beaten them this season, mm-hmm. uh, just closing that gap and putting that little seed of doubt in the mind, but, you know, come through 2-0... Um, I don't know what it is about Edinburgh City but uh, Henderson has a great season um, <laughs> in front of goal uh, Liam Henderson what a month we'll go on and speak about that but um, you know gets his goal Johnny Court as well who you know almost a bit of a bit part player Johnny Court, but yeah, yeah. he's making an impact when he's coming on and he's he's a good player he, well he's he reminds me a little bit of Alan Smith, actually, in ah. terms of you know quite height, got a sort of stature. I think he's a he's a personal trainer, so he's obviously got got that sort of physique. Um, and he yeah, all he can do is when he does come on is, is make an impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gambles. I mean, the first goal I get again is Hent, like said Liam Henderson, but the second goal is just one one long ball to the park, Calum, and he, he gambles. Yeah. And he's hungry and he's showing that desire. He's not like, you know, I'm coming on again, or I'm not, I'm not really. You know, I'm, I'm not really my head's not in it you can tell he's got that desire to do well for the yeah, club yeah he's, he's wanting to show he's he's not wanting to sit on the bench every week he's wanting to be like oh James see that <laughs> you know he's, he's like uh, and the only way realistically I mean what you've got two training sessions a week at this level and then you've got your game so I mean there's not a lot of time to showcase your talent so he, it's something that he needs to take a chance on and um, I think that having those sort of options is so vital for, for say. Yeah, uh, it was then up the road to to Elgin Callum, and that's a tough trip. It always first, is. First uh, ever win at Borough Briggs. Emirates City find it hard up there, don't they? Oh, I mean, what first game up there three 0 Scudden. Uh, well, I'm actually speaking. I'm speaking to Sue about that. <laughs> when we were at Emirates City in that League Two camp, six one aggregate. I think it was maybe even six 0 yeah. It was six one actually. Uh, so I think I mean, uh, Shane Sullivan like, probably about five or six of those uh, goals. Like, um, in all honesty, it's there's been some. Terrible performances up there. Mm. Did they not win that? Did they not win the defeat? Alagui not scoring overhead kick for a. I don't, well, no. SPFL said that that was their first win at Borough Bricks. Maybe it was a draw then in the end. So I don't know, but. Um, so a, just, a really just, good win. It's, it's, it's what champions need to do. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right, Cal. It's, it's what champions need to do. I'm sorry, you know, like um, in my city, it's it's almost a sort of curse of their own good fortune because you know we'd have been disappointed here if they'd gone up there and you know taken a point or you know lost, but it's it's one of the toughest places to go yeah. in that division. So, yeah. but because of how well they're doing, we sit here and go, you know. But, because that's what they've got to do. They've yeah. got to keep pushing on and yeah. um, looking for you know those points. They just keep themselves right tucked in behind Cove, and given the news that Cove have lost Declan Glass, lost Fraser Aird, I think that they'll, 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 they'll bring in. They'll, have they'll to. bring in, but you know to. it's definitely you know Edinburgh City. I'm you know, talking Edinburgh about City. I would I would be very surprised if there was movement in Edinburgh City, albeit they've so. already brought in. Alan Martin. Um, we'll speak about that. Yeah, so, but you know, I think I think that I can't see City making making waves unless anyone is enticed out the exit door. Which I, again, we said this last season. I'd be surprised if anyone wants to leave now. Yeah, but Ember City have got new signings potentially in terms of their current squad to come back because Blair Henderson has barely kicked a ball really this season consistently. Ah, he's, he's been sort of in and out a little bit, and you know. When when he's firing on all cylinders, you know he'll still hit double figures this season despite playing two games. If he, get, if he gets himself back fit and a good run of games, Cal, yeah. there's like you say, there's no doubt he'll get probably double figures. But it's just he's season. just having like a couple of little niggling. Yeah, um, I know. I know. I, but I mean, he's. But you mentioned what, what a player to come back to. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Alan Martin there, Cal, goalie. Signed, I think it's their fourth or fifth goal. Oh my god, I know. Like, all of a sudden, they're just going through them. Yeah, well, they had Antel, Be- Beveridge came on in a game, mm-hmm. uh, Joshua Ray, McAdams, and now, yeah. uh, apologies if I missed someone. Uh, but that's. So, Alan Martin comes in, a bit of stability, signed an 18 month deal to. It's, I mean. So, a player so with big. a lot of experience. It was at East Bride at the start of the season. Yeah, um, so I mean, that's. that's really some good, step up. Makes a really good stop, albeit needed some help off the line in the end. But he stood up big and he had a good stop from Shane Sutherland yeah, uh, in that game. So but it's one of those. That, I mean, the jump is is massive. I know he's played um, level four. Was it not like Hamilton or Queen's South he's or played, something yeah, like that? He's played the level, um, yeah. But you know, going back up, as as we've said so many times, the difference between the Lowland League and your SBFL level is the consistency. Yeah, you know, the consistency. The yeah. like, almost. Like the power in the shots, etc. The the placement. I mean, guys are at that level for a reason, and so I think probably a bit of a culture shock for him. But gets in clean sheet. I mean, it would have been excellent if they could have kept uh, Joshua Ray. Is it Ray? Ah, yeah, Ray. yeah, he was three, doing well. Three clean sheets. Best keeper in the city ever had. Go on, bite, bite. Come on, bite, bite. No. Um, well, statistically, yes. Three. Three appearances, three clean sheets. There you go, man. There you go. But um, <laughs> no, I think I think it's a shrewd move, and but like I said earlier, I can't see many other moves this transfer window unless someone goes. But I can't see one of your big players going. I know that there was there's been links before, but for me, I think I think the the squad is settled and they're just. In a right good place to have a go this year. Agreed. No, absolutely agree, Cal. Uh, it's Queen's Park this weekend. A team who beat them last time out. 
who beat them last time, and I've got a new manager, Ray McKinnon, who of course has got oh, absolute Judas there. I love a lot of big uh, big fan of Ray McKinnon. Big fan of Ray McKinnon. What a job he did with Falkirk. <laughs> Huge fan of that. Huge fan of what he did with Falkirk. A team that will have have caused Edinburgh City problems this season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, got, I mean the defending for the goals that yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. when they lost two one at Hamden. Yeah, really should not have happened. And so a team with a new manager, they won their first game under him last weekend. Uh, they were coming through a bit of confidence. I've got no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Well, they've won at Inside Park already this season. Yeah, of course against Spartans, but a gap of twenty-two points between the two sides, Cal. This has got uh, to be a home win. Well, Queens are what's, Queens are seventh, if, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, it has to be a home win. Like, and the thing is, other than every single week we sit here and. Eat, like um, City again victims of how good they are because we're sitting here going yeah they need to win that game they need to put in a performance here so yeah, it has to be a home win mate agreed I'm just looking actually at the, at the points at the points total from from, from last season so Emirates City on the moment 44 points after 19 games mm-hmm. uh, they got 67 last season and that in the, the finished third so with that so I mean, they've seven, still got 17 games yeah. 23 points um, if my maths is right and I heard the yeah. figures correctly yeah. 100% they're beating that total yeah well, they're gonna, I think, and they're going to have to if they want a chance of going up so yeah, yeah. listen it's, like, it's been a good good start to the good start to the year as well going up to Elgin yeah Calm's just developed cramp and he's uh, oh yeah <laughs> and he's uh, as you can tell it's definitely live here um, oh that, that's sh- not, oh that Oh, oh, that came out of nowhere, that, like. <laughs> RKO. Oh. <laughs> Slithering in. <laughs> oh, that was, that's painful, like. Um, right, Cam, moving on to oh, the yeah. Lola Sorry. League. Aye, aye. And we'll start <sighs> with, well, there's only one place to start, actually. Come on, this is, this is like absolute karma for every time I talk about one of the boys in the Lone League being made of like chocolate and blue legs. <laughs> uh, right, so Spartans, Spartans, only one place to really talk about. We were there last weekend. It was the North Ember Derby mm-hmm. up at Ainsley Park. They're calm between uh, fifth and sixth place, wasn't it, at the time, mm-hmm. I think? Uh, Spartans at home to Civil Service, of course. And an away win. Civil Service yeah. coming through 1 0, Callum. Um, let's, have, let's have a chat about the game. I got in a, two minutes late, of course. And. Yep. Uh, but Spartans started started well. They settled quicker. Spartans did, yeah. And for the first sort of five minutes, I thought to myself, "Here we go. It's the same, same old story with regards this this derby in the past few few. Well, I mean, I've seen the last four, and you know, Spartans, you know, several nicked a point when they were very lucky to do so. Mm. Then. You know, in the two games at the Christie Gillis, they've been beat 2-0 and 2-1 and they have not laid a glove mm. on Spartans. So, you know, you can understand Spartans going in with a little bit of confidence, settling quicker, but see, as soon as Civil uh, got into the game at the 10-minute mark, they were just the, phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, even at the game, of course, and I would I'd probably say a wee bit longer, I think it would have been about... 20 minutes and I think they weathered I, I remember turning and saying to you well they weathered that storm yeah and I think there's probably five minutes have gone I mean, they, they, they got that, away but. with uh, they got away with the Spartans pressure 
without really conceding any sort of shots on goal. Shots yeah, agreed. A, at all. So uh, as soon as as soon as they got into the game, I thought, you know, and let's let's be honest, let's look at that civil service lineup where you've got a left back, eighteen year old left back, and a centre mid playing centre half. Mm. I think that, that who and was Newell not at right at right centre back as well? I think I think for like one of the first times ever he played the four four two, or like a variation on such. But because um, Nosey was on at right back and you had it was like an attacking right um, centre half. And they made left but, back. But Guthrie was also tucked way in. He he did come like to track the run of Hoskins, um, but like it, they started to get a foothold in the game, didn't they? they as, soon as, to as, just, as soon as they started, like. The the big players for civil turned up. Yeah, you know. So midway, what was the minute of the goal? Because my memory, I don't know exact minute, but thirty odd. Yeah, so about just odd. over midway over the over the half cam. Uh, what a finish! Civil get a set, get a corner. Um, uh-huh. You sit there and say, <laughs> "Here's it. another classic Jardin routine that won't work." <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds later, goal of the season. <laughs> um. Absolute moniker the Glen steps up and smashes it. <laughs> uh, listen, a trialist just steps up and it's a it's a screaming, isn't it? And it's a well worked. Listen, it's a well worked. Well it's worked a lovely, and I mean, look, he's not even it's like no backlift of a shot or anything like that. He's curled that beautifully, and I yeah. think, um, yeah, fantastic. Really. A goal, a goal worthy win in any game, really. Yeah, um, like you could almost tell that the game needed a little bit of that quality. Mm. And whichever side produced it was going to get the result. And, you know, Civil got their noses in front and, you know, rarely looked back. But, uh, yes, Spartans, victims of their own downfall because they had big chances. Well, straight away, straight away, if I remember, if I remember it clearly, straight away they kicked off, they played it back, they then put a long ball sort of on the diagonal column, they managed to win that and keep it, cut it back, and then Maxi for me... He has to score. Having seen some of the goals that he scored, yeah. finds himself on the angle, and we're right behind it. I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, he is left footed, you know. A right footer, yeah, of course. Yeah, I understand um, what you're saying. Foots, uh, we're just the right footer more, but you know, finds himself in an area where he should be doing better. Donaldson does well to come out, smother it. Um, Jack Smith keeps, then has keeps, a chance, which I thought that was in the mm-hmm. lob. Yeah, um, a little bit. The only indecision there was in the whole game, I thought, from from Ember City defenders and goalkeeper. Sorry, eh, <laughs> civil service. Eh, sorry, yeah, civil service. A little bit of indecision there. Eh, Jack Smith nips in, plays a lob, and it, it must go maybe a, a yard wide. Cal, yeah, but I thought it was in. Big big chance, and I think Muddle had another chance just before half time too. Um, see, I remember the one in the second half where he pulls it wide. I thought um, it was similar to sort of like on the half volley. I think it was similar to sort of a lose chance in the second half but it was in the mm. box a scramble but Donaldson gets down and, and holds so still going 1-0 they'll have seen it as you know and probably it panned out exactly what Gary had said mm-hmm. stand up to the early pressure from Spartans they'll want to dictate the game stay in there and, and, and we'll, we'll nick a goal it's, it's all about ones and zeros yeah. and uh, anyone who knows anything about Gary Jan's coaching career Ones and zeros. Um, the only surprise that it wasn't a ga- uh, sorry a Dougie Gear penalty. <laughs> you know, that's 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 what 
you know, the, the Edinburgh City teams <laughs> were built on. You know, we don't, uh, they don't score, we don't lose. Yeah. Second half, I think the, the real, the only, Alou had a chance, of course, for, for mm. Civil. Uh, twists himself in the box and gets a shot off. Well, well saved thought, from. Uh, good save from Carswell. He swivels yeah. well to get down to that. Got down um, well. And then, but the big chance for me was a, a ball played in the box, came to the back post for, for Spartans. Adam Murrell, I thought he could hit it first time. But he takes a touch, and then the pressure starts to come. Then he only he can only scuff the shot wide. That that was a big that's, chance. That's the one that I was talking about um, there. But yeah, I think for me, um, you know, I genuinely cannot praise uh, the uh, civil centre halves enough. Mm. I like Sparky and Scolzi in there at centre half. I thought, I mean, you see it, and you're just like. Right, okay. Okay. Um, because I've seen Adam Murrell ragdoll Bonnerick's defence. I've seen him do it to Berwick's defence. So, I mean, like, um, I was expecting that. And then, you know, Jack Smith comes on and you're like, yep, he's got ability. And then, you know, I said to you about half an hour to go, I mean, Spartans need to try something different. I'd get Dawson on. Mm. Because he's big, he's awkward... And you know, Scolzi's not beating them in the header. Yeah, um, and then the game sort of Peter sort of petered out. Petered out, but there were still two mental moments in in the last few minutes. Yes, Andy Mayer tries a, a lob from thirty yards. Audacious! It uh, would have been an outrageous goal. Uh, uh, it hits oh, off. The... I mean, it's, it was one of those that seemed to stay in the air for about three hours. Yeah, it was like that goal that Jimmy Grimble scored. Um, <laughs> oh come on, that's a classic film. <laughs> Everyone kens there's only one Jimmy Grimble anyway. Like it hung in the air for ages and then it just dropped. And then crashes uh, the bar, bounces out. John Dunn then offside and, offside. and, and, and um, rebound. To be fair, the offside flag saved him because he should be scoring. And then the big moment. Copper's red card. Copper's red card. At the time, we both thought yellow. I didn't think it was a red. Yeah. I thought that the referee was a little bit too excited to get the red card out. Mm. Definite foul, definite yellow, um, not a red, not a red. But then you see, you know, we're we're privy to information, and the resultant injury f- injury to a trialist. You can almost see that maybe it was a little bit excessive, maybe mm. it was a bit reckless. But so where where, where were the cuts, Cal? Shoulder was it? Why was holding his face in? Well, I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention. But, um, yeah, I think I've seen for, it. You know, for, I've seen for, me, it yeah. for me, still, in the heat of the moment, it wasn't a red, I would have gone yellow, but then, you know, we're 40 yards away. So yeah. the referee was right up with play. But again, I'll I'll sit here and say not not a red. I don't think it was a red either. Not a red. Um, they sort of spoke up Civil there. Uh, Civil's game plan worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So, you know, hats off to them. I think it was the perfect game for them. I think everything felt in the place how they would have wanted it calm. I think most of their players probably played a seven or above. Um, yeah, I, th- I think... Um, from Spartan's point of view, though, calm, not many players played over a seven for me. I think it was... I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I, think, think, I don't think any player played over a seven. I think, I'm, you know, I'm, I, was, I was disappointed with Spartans because I've seen them absolutely dominate Civil in the last two games. They've absolutely battered them. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It just for certain I, players. I think. I, think I don't. I don't know if there was maybe like an air of 
complacency are yeah, you trying to say the, yeah a little bit of look we just need to turn up here but I, I don't know I, I think that you know, I, I, Aaron, I just, Aaron Scott yeah. one of the poorest games I've seen him play yeah Um. I think that I don't know like you're, you're big performers I, I, I was surprised with how Dougie set them up uh, Davidson in the middle of the park and I thought he struggled to get into the game until he was moved back to right back and you know too many players just going through the motions yeah I, I just think yeah I, I just think it, in all it was just one of those games it was just a bad day at the office they just, they just, yeah there was too, too many too many yeah, bad days at the they, office they just, they just couldn't they just couldn't get going really. They just didn't yeah. have that that sort of fire in the belly to really go on. And and these games, they they, they happen over the course yeah, of the season. You I can't mean. be at it every single game. And I think unfortunately for Spartans, they just had too many players just on below par. And I think yeah. civil took advantage of that. You know, I think I think if you know the boys in the dressing room are honest with themselves, they're looking and going, I, I didn't the, do enough today. Yeah, the the the, the attacking players will will be disappointed with the performance. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. I I, don't, I I can't remember. Sid really offering too much in the game. I don't think Aaron Murrell was. Murrell can really get in the game know, either. Like how many times have we sat here on this podcast and you know absolutely eulogised him? So for me, yeah, all the players have mentioned because we know how good we know how yeah. good they, they see, are. You, know? see, you see, you see how well they play, and yeah, it's an off day. So uh, unfortunately, it comes in one of the big games of the season. Uh, certainly, you know, because both both teams have tough games this weekend so I think I think it was disappointing obviously I don't think the referee was brilliant no. but um, yeah I think I don't think it changed really the course of the game though mm-hmm. in fairness yeah, I think, um, I'd like to see the handball thing again but it was edge of the box wasn't it it wasn't in the box so even then still not still not a penalty but I thought for me Civil had players that stood up and more than matched yeah, their, I think, their I think, opponents. I, I think mean, there's no doubt. I think you look at, we've said it before, I know he's your mate, but you know John Dunn coming in, that level of experience, that level of quality, I think every blade of artificial grass he mm. touched, um, he was uh, everywhere. And I think as we all noticed it at full-time calm, I think of course civil, civil players were were you know more than overjoyed at, at their three points. I think it's the first time they've... First time, well, first time since we started this podcast they've beaten and I think in a, probably a while before that yeah. but I think as well so maybe a bit of, of overjoyed at full time there and you've seen John Dunn just calming a few players down just realising this is one game of, tw- of 30 yeah. you know so there is that there's got to what be have, that what, what have you won here <laughs> three points exactly. Yeah. so there was that bit of experience so uh, right you've touched on it Cal uh, Spartans a, a, a tough another tough game really tough game Bonnerig at Bonnerig, it's as tough as they come. Like, especially the way they're playing, they just don't give up. They keep going and going. and, and uh, I, Like, honestly, uh, one of the hardest fixtures in the league is Bonnerig anywhere, but Bonnerig at New Central Park. Well, Bonnerig know now because Kelty dropped points the previous week That's again. It. So, so I mean, Bonnerig know they're right in this. The uh, only thing that I've got a little thing about, though, Calm, is the fact that how often do we see teams in a Scottish Cup run just slip up pre and post. Mm-hmm. You've yep. got a Scottish Cup game the following Massive week. Massive Scottish Cup game. It's not even, you know, Clyde's at New Central Park. That's going to be an absolute riot. So it's a hundred percent. It's a massive game. Spartans need to look to take any chances. They are going to want to bounce back. I'd be very surprised if the players that we've mentioned aren't on it 
yeah. like like we've seen them. So yeah, I'd expect a vastly improved Spartans performance, and you know maybe they could nick something because they were uh, desperately unlucky when they last played Bonnerick. Hundred percent didn't deserve to lose that game. No. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's civil. Another tough game for them. They're at home to BSC. BSC. I, th- I think this is a game that they've been waiting on because mm. it doesn't matter where Civil play BSC. There is a ridiculous decision that absolutely screws them over. Well, last season, so, of course, the penalty the, decision. The ridiculous penalty where they go 2-1 up. The referee has an absolute nook and forgets every rule that has ever been written down and just decides to give BSC the ball. And then you look at this season, two penalties that aren't penalties, game's over in 15 minutes. Mm. So I think Civil will be looking at this and going, Kim what you've had far too many free hits here. And it's about time, you know, we hit back. Yeah. Yeah. Big game. Big game for both clubs. Massive. Um, I think if there were six points in there, it would be an unbelievable weekend. Oh, absolutely. Team. I was about to say something, but you can't really say that. Go ahead. <laughs> right, Cal. Um, Ember Uni then. And yep. it's... An a bit of a mixed bag. A mixed bag, that's exactly Because losing 3-0 to Shire is... It's tough. But, I mean... He's still in a good team, you know. Yeah. Like it's to, it was to be expected that they would, they would lose that game. Unfortunately, literally every other result that weekend went against them. Vail won, um, to go above them. I think uh, WB won as well. It was just like teams just clawed a little bit further away from them. Yeah. And they bounced back brilliantly with uh, a point at Stirling Uni, a place last year. It was either four or five one. Uh, because they definitely lost by that scoreline, but they they were able to get get a point. Uh, John Purvis, don't know much about him, uh, but I know that there's trials being hosted again on Sunday at half past ten. So might might be a player in there, but good resilience, chances to win it. Uh, maybe maybe defensively for the goal. You know, let's be honest, sharpen up, but. I think that that is a fantastic point. They've got a game in hand on Vale. They're a point behind them. I know they're sitting bottom of the league, but I think... I think it's only going to take a couple of points. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it's just going to take one result. And I tell you, I tell you, what a weekend to get that one result. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's as tough as to come again, really, isn't it? It's Home to Kelly. It's, it's, it's exactly the game you don't want. Uh, what was it, 7-1? At um, where did Kelly play in the Dundas Park? Is it? New uh, New Central. Wait, have I been seeing New Central Park for Bonnerick when it's New Dundas <laughs> Park for Bonnerick? I've been having. I had a Apologise to the Bonnerick fans, not the Kelly ones. Um, <laughs> and no, I think it's tough as they come. You know, like yeah, unless it's blown a gale. Really, just got to hope that. Yes, it's the hardest game. Aye. Come on, absolutely. Um, Especially when 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 Kettler come off the back of. I mean, doesn't Barry Ferguson's comments are really disappointing? Dis- disappointing display because yeah, they were buzzing for that game yeah. on Saturday and they've absolutely chucked it. So, yeah. well done to Eddie Malone and uh, all that he's still in. But uh, <laughs> no, I think yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's tough a tough as one. Tough as it come. Right, Calm, we've not got long, so we'll try and get through the next part as quick as we can. It is Player of the Month for December. Yeah. And uh, we've got four nominations. A lot of, you know, sort of starts for some teams, but we've got four names here. We think they're all thoroughly deserving. Um, we're going to start okay, with... Kim, what? It's, it's up. We can choose who we want. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, uh, we didn't have to justify this. No. Right. So it starts <laughs> with uh, one for Ember City. Uh, no surprises. He won SPFL, Labrooks League 2 Player of the Month. Right. It's uh, Liam Henderson. To be fair, only really good footballers win Labrooks League 2's SPFL Player of the Month for December. You know, and Liam Henderson is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, game match winner against Cove has been piling in with goals this month. Yeah. And back to his best uh, at centre half. So I think. And let's not forget, and he's helping keep clean sheets. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Back yeah. to his best at centre half. We you, you can't you can't ignore him. I mean, we could, but no, we're not going to. Fantastic month for Liam Henderson. Yeah. Um. Let's just hope the curse of the December League Two, uh, Ladbrokes League Two, three months <laughs> doesn't continue, ah. and he doesn't uh, just get gets, it out, man. Just, Come gets, on. just gets bombed out, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, like someone else. But uh, right on to uh, our next, our next one there, Callum is a, a player from Hibs. He was the difference in the derby. He's come back from injury. He's been flying, Callum Martin Boyle. Four goals this month, two against Aberdeen, two against Hearts. You can't ignore form like that. There is a star man playing on the right. And to be honest, most of the time he's actually quite... <clears throat> but this month, putting a couple of star man performances deserves it. Uh, four goals coming back off a horrible injury layoff. Yeah, Martin Boyle, 100% deserves it. Yeah. Um, on to our next one, Cal. I played at Spartans. He's on loan. Um, chipped in with an unbelievable winner uh, away to East Stirling Callum but mm-hmm. I think in always put in really solid performances and he's been a, a real impressed po- whenever I've seen him a real positive real positive uh, uh, loan signing and I don't know if it's till January or to the end of the season I can't remember mm-hmm. hopefully if it's only January it can be extended because I think he's been great Callum and yeah. that's Jake Davis yeah I think um, when he came in Spartans um, almost won a watch there was a few teams looking at him and he's you know been fantastic ever since he came in you know for such a young boy he's got good physique good height and you know his goal against East Stirling take a bow son yeah. yeah been solid been really really good yeah. really impressed good month for him and the last one Callum from Civil Service we spoke about him pretty much as soon as he signed Callum but it was a really good month he hit the ground running showing that class chipping him with assists chipping him with some goals uh, a threat and that's all that's a threat for midfield but again like you yeah. say showing experience Calum and that's, that's John Dunn yeah I mean it was only going to be a matter of time before he was nominated um, regardless of how he was playing but no I think look, you can't ignore him you can't ignore the class that he has and yeah fantastic player and he's had a good month yeah absolutely right Quickly. on to our uh, podcast puzzler okay and you, you never know these questions so they, they do mm-hmm. come at you uh, from, from nowhere calm I don't know if you've seen it written down in notes calm. well before before we do this last week's podcast puzzle was course. the worst Christmas present you ever received ever um, received <laughs> like there's been a fair amount of socks that uh, we got but I think the best reply was Byers in Secret Santa he got one of the boys Val a One Direction live on stage DVD and still taped a penny to it to make it a tenner and for mm. me that's that is up there um, so yeah that 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 took the winner um we don't do a prize we're not off the ball yet no <laughs> um so, right there we go thank you for that one um mm. right this one calm it is your favorite 
I'll, I'll talk up, sorry. Because it's obviously January, a transfer window happens in January, Callum. Uh-huh. There's no secret, Callum. We are Hibs fans. Just get on with it, man. Hibs Stop building this up. Who's your favourite January transfer window signing? Very easy. January 2016, Tony Stokes. Next. There you are. Yeah. Let's be honest. Can, can you really say that, you know, won the cup? Let's, like, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, could have had five that day. So, it has to be Anthony Stokes. There you go. Uh, January 2016. What's yours? I, I, actually, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you said my, you had one! My memory, my memory is useless. You said you had one. I know, I can't um, You could have had Nicholas Gunnarsson as well, who played his part and... I was winning that that trophy, um, but oh, it has to be, it has to. Be. I mean, to be fair, that's a great question. There should be some fantastic answers out there. Just like so, random ones, like yeah, I can't think. Well, let's be honest. I mean, surely, I did Ryder, surely, did Ryder not come in with the old one in the back no, and I mean, he hit the ground. Sh- uh, but surely, surely, if you're looking at hearts, there's I mean, eleven bodies in one January. So I mean, there must be someone out there. Um, get in touch. Let us know. Yeah. There you are. Uh, right, Cal, predictions. We managed to fit it in just uh, four oh, games again. We'll get there. Not again. There was three last week, but never mind. Keep going, keep oh, going, aye. keep going. Four games. Four teams involved. Uh, Hibs and Hearts not involved, of course, Cal. So we'll get right to it. Edinburgh City versus Queen's Park. Um, 2 0. 2 0 City. 2 0. 2 0 City. 2 0 City. Happy with that. A wee bit tighter for me. 2 1 City. 2 1. Yep. Uh, Bonerig. Versus Spartans. Um, Desmond. Desmond. Um, to be fair, mm, nah, Desmond, Desmond. They need to bounce back, and I think they can do that. I'm just finding. I'm. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Callum, just because they are right in this. Right in this hunt for. They didn't need your reason. Just your score, man. I'm going to go for. Two one. But Spartans have good records against uh, junior, junior teams, ju- former junior, teams. Ju- former junior yeah. teams on the main. Civil um, against BSC. Two one civil. Two one civil. Two one civil. Gary Jordan pitch invasion. <laughs> uh, I think they're just going to get spawned again. One two. One two. BSC will get a, yep. a penalty or something. They'll spawn it again. And Edinburgh Uni versus Celtic Cal. Uh, 8-2 <laughs> uh, 0-4 for me 0-4-0 nah. F- on the road um, well that was that anything uh, else to add? Uh, obviously at the Civil game on Saturday um, Civil boys are warming up in front of us and took buyers along uh, to see the game what am I doing here and he goes He's looking at Kyle Fee warming up and he's like, is that a Celtic badge on his leg? I'm like, can he be? He's a Hearts fan, can he be? Um, comes around, he's doing stretching again. I'm like, Baz, that's quite clearly a Hearts badge and you're a Hearts fan. How on <laughs> earth could you not see that? So, um, aye, there we are. That was, that was one of the, the more ridiculous shouts. Well, I also heard a shout again from the FRE actually on Saturday. I don't, know if, I don't know if you picked it up, Cal. Jack Smith is getting on at him. And the referee turns and says oh, to him... I enjoyed this one, actually. Yeah, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy that. I didn't like it. It turns out because it says, I at least started the game. Oh, wait, I thought you said... I thought there was one where 
Um, and I think I've had enough of you two. Oh, that that was quite funny. Yeah. Like uh, that that, that, was that the one, ball, I think it that, was. that one that one was funny. No, that that's pish patter. That's <laughs> yeah. pish patter. Yeah. Right, that's not. I didn't agree with that one at all. The no, that's at least started the game. Bore off. I started. Is a very stridey, wasn't it? Oh Christ! One of his strides was about seventeen of mine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Stridey, ref. Very stridey. Like, it, I mean, very quickly, it was like that big spider getting kind of wild, wild west. The big spider, the big legs. What? Anyway, right. thanks for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Carl. That was Ember Football Podcast.